Hello everyone, it is Audrey here with another episode of Sportive AF. Now guys, I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. It is with the wonderful and super talented Julian McKay. He is currently principal dancer with the Bavarian State Ballet. He was previously principal dancer of the San Francisco Ballet and Mikhailovsky Theatre. Before that, he trained at the Bolshoi Ballet since nine years old in Russia. He is so amazing, so talented, and also he's a social media star with the best content ever. So guys, you really need to listen to this episode, and yeah, I'm so excited for you to hear it. I also wanted to mention, today we just launched the new sportive bodysuit which is so cool it's sculpting it's stretchy it's soft you guys will really love it and to be honest i think it is the new go-to for your ballet warm-ups so i am setting the trend it is happening you're gonna see these in every studio i promise so uh i think you better get yours now because we also have limited stock okay guys Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Okay. Thank you so, so much, Julian, for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here again, and I'm so excited to see and hear what you have been up to lately. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I feel like no time has passed at all, um, but obviously in both of our lives, it's been uh, a big change hugely it's like it's it's gone so fast but the world has really changed so much because I think last time I was speaking to you it was almost kind of not okay to travel and now you've been traveling yeah. literally all the time <laughs> yeah that's true that's true I think was that before the Maldives or after before I'm pretty sure it was before because yes, I remember you, you yeah. talked about that how was that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know that was a while ago, but I have to ask, how was performing in the Maldives? That sounds- It was great. It was cool. Um, we So we put together a project basically on the beach. Um, I had this dream, obviously. I was talking to you last time about it, yeah. but I really wanted to go like island location, something beautiful, and basically just put it together with, uh, with my friends and, and my production company with my brother and um, basically- created this beautiful live event two shows on the beach had people fly out people were I guess more comfortable with coming to a place that everybody was tested negative and yes. you knew for sure like you didn't have to worry about that mm-hmm. um and yeah they got to watch beautiful art and it was a cool experience too because uh especially during that time period not that much was going on in the world and so we got to still you know dance and bring beauty so that was fun that's awesome that's so cool do you do you reckon you'll do it again in the future or yeah, definitely. We will we'll have it be a yearly event this year um, due to kind of the situation with Ukraine and a lot of artists being focused on other things. It wasn't really something that we wanted to do this year. No. So uh, we, we, we postponed it then for, for next year. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a great yeah. idea. So what what has changed, you know, dramatically the last 12 months? You were dancing with San Fran, San Francisco yeah. Ballet, and now you're with Bavarian State Ballet both principal, which is incredible because you're so young as well. <laughs> so that in itself was a huge achievement. Um, what was that like? What was this whole period of change like? 
Well, um, so yeah, so I was working at San Francisco Ballet. I worked there for two seasons. Um, I really enjoyed working with Helgi. Uh, he spent a lot of time in the studio, the director, a lot yeah. of time in the studio with us, kind of working with me and my partner, Nikisha, Nikisha Fogo, um, on a lot of like details and making sure that the hand motions and the way you embraced in Swan Lake was correct. So wow. that was really, it was, it was nice for me. I, I, I'm obviously used to um, that kind of coaching uh, atmosphere. And so that was nice to have. Um, and basically we came out of the pandemic. We had a few shows. I um, actually got injured for the first like program that we were doing at San Francisco Ballet. I rolled my ankle super hardcore after doing like, uh, I think it was like five or six shows of Nutcracker. Um, I came back in the studio, was like pushing in rehearsal, uh, like, you know, dancing a new piece and stuff, rolled my ankle super hard. And I was like, well, you know, I can't dance this. Uh, I was supposed to do symphony in C and like oh, opening no. premiere stuff. and. It just didn't didn't pan out that way, and I was like, "There's nothing I could do." No, it but is, uh, not. Yeah. I I got basically um, up and running pretty quickly. It took me about you know uh, probably four weeks to really get back to to feel comfortable with it, um, and then I kind of had an interesting scenario happen where I I got a raise in my contract, and I think you might have seen from my Instagram, but I got like a raise in my contract. I was doing a lot of rehearsals that. Uh, that I thought people were very happy with in terms of uh, what, what I was doing. Um, and then I was let go for the next year. And I was like, well, that's, it was very surprising for me and quite, quite emotional too. Cause I feel like as a dancer, um, you know, we work so hard to please others. And so when, when you give it your all and you're in there and you're doing it and you get good, good response back and good feedback, you don't really expect something so drastic. Um, and so I kind of had a, interesting uh, experience with that and I I kind of didn't didn't understand why and um yeah, that's really hard to yeah also because I was I was dancing a lot you know I was I was very happy with with my job and yeah. like I said I got a raise so I was able to get yeah. a nice apartment and you know I was, I was enjoying my life definitely yeah and, and that's that's hard because it's kind of like it contradicts itself it's like it's like a great thing happened and then that's really odd so after that when when was that that was what quite quite recent. so that was yes yeah, so that i so i worked um, at san francisco Bay for two seasons and so the first season we had uh, really no shows because we were just doing rehearsals it was the pandemic and stuff very like careful in our bubbles um and then the second season that i was there we already had some shows i did nutcracker and some other pieces and stuff and i probably found out uh this is probably like three months ago maybe uh, wow. yeah yeah just just before the end of the season there and i kind of uh, you, you know, usually you, you kind of, you plan for the next season already, you yeah. know, as, as, as you think it's going to be. And so yeah. I wasn't expecting to, to change my job or to go to a different place, but I, I, I really felt like, I, I think also the reason why I chose uh, to kind of share publicly about this and share my Instagram, a little post about kind of what was up was because I feel like a lot of people nowadays, especially in, in the arts world, a lot of the times you're quiet about things that happen to you um and that can be you know anything from stuff that's more serious uh to stuff that's like with me where you know it's it's not i wasn't physically hurt or emotionally yeah. hurt but you know it's it's still kind of devastating and in, in some ways to, yeah. to find out that people uh people don't want to work with you and so i i kind of i decided to share publicly about it because i feel like a lot of a lot of people get into this situation and because no one really speaks up or talks about it it just continues. And I think if I was, uh, 
a couple years earlier in my career and people hadn't already worked with me and know about like my reputation or who I am, yeah. it would have been very different because that's, you know, if that's just how it is. So I, I'm, I'm, I was kind of, I felt like, you know, it was a mission of mine to be able to at least say, Hey, you know, like uh, this can happen to anyone and uh, be as public as possible about it. For sure. And I think it's so good that you did that and you shared that because, you know, you're lucky enough to, you know, you've worked so hard, you've done so much and you've been documenting it, you know, through your Instagram and, and, and you've built this fan base and following of, you know, young dancers aspiring to be like you or, you know, and you have the, the voice to say that. And I think, um, as you said, like speaking out about things, you know, even if they aren't, you know, physically or physically hurting you or something, it's still like such an important subject. Which is, it's well, I think it's the only it's the only way that we can really change our industry for the better. You know, it's it's something that we all have to stand up for and be, be passionate about because it, it it's I think about holding people accountable to the certain rules of mm-hmm. of the game in a way, but also like treating people with you know fair fair good behavior because yeah. Yeah. the arts are notorious. Especially, I talk to so many like young kids nowadays, and they're like, I want to be a dancer, and the parents are like, Well, what do I do? How do I help my child? And it's like, Well. Uh, you really want to make sure that they're taken care of also like at the school with a teacher, but also then when you get into like a company that the company cares for you and that there's certain things in place that, you know, make sure that you're taken care of. And I, I, for one, was just very grateful as well that I had a lot of um, support from the union on my side, which is a new thing for me. I'm not used to that. Um, And I I had to kind of learn and figure that out as well. And it it was just a, a big learning curve for me as well. Yes, exactly. And, and I'm sure it was not the ideal situation, but now, like looking back a few months later, how, how are you feeling? Are you kind of like, well, you know, you've had so many I, positives the last few months, it seems like, um, you know, it comes with the pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been, um, been someone that looks for the kind of the, the silver lining in a way. Yeah. And so I, I definitely, I've always wanted to work with Laurent. Uh, I, I've, I've known him from uh, from Munich and I've always, oh, sorry, from, from Russia. And I've always wanted to to work with him. And when I heard that he was going to be going to Munich, I gave him a phone call and I said, hey, Laurent, I, you know, I'd love to, to come and work with you if that's, that's a possibility. And he was like, Julian, I think there's definitely going to be something I can figure out. Like, give me a little bit of time and we'll see. And so I I really, I kind of went into this summer with an open mind of, you know, I want to work with people that want to work with me and I want to do a good job. And so where, wherever I'm going to land is where I'm going to be. And I had, honestly, a lot of people reach out to me way more than I was expecting. And it, it, it kind of, it, it made me feel really grateful because in a lot of ways, the ballet community is, is a great world to be in. And it's, it's uh, one of love and care. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, especially like that, uh, that I experienced a little bit of the other side with San Francisco ballet, um, and then kind of having having pretty much the entire dance world reach out to me with support and offers and things like that. I just, I felt really grateful that, you know, it is an international dance community and people do really support each other. Um, and yeah, I'm, I was, I'm very excited, of course, that, uh, that I get to go work in Munich. Um, yes. My sister Maria, she, she actually used to work there. And so when I was young, um, before I went to Moscow, I, I remember going and, and kind of visiting her there and seeing the performances and, you know, the beautiful opera house and everything. So I, I've known, known about it uh, for a while, but it's going to be a new adventure for sure. Yes, exactly. And it's new experiences as well, which is, you know, like how you grow as a person. Yeah. 
So it's so exciting. And I totally agree with the point you made. Like the dance world, I feel like at points, like you really opened up when you showed like your vulnerability. And I think, you know, in times like that, we, we forget sometimes how great the dance community is. Like people really do love and they're, they're really kind and, you know, empathetic. And I think sometimes even as dancers, we show like we're perfect or, you know, everything's yeah. going so well. And then we they still expect people to be like so kind all the time. So I think, you know, sometimes when we are more vulnerable and showing like not the ideal situations, that's when we're really like, wow, they're all humans as well. Like we're, yeah. we're all yeah. humans. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think also that's uh, for me, I, I had an experience where I was working at a company where everybody was very supportive and, and really liked me. All the current uh, ad- administration there was very, very supportive and um, very, very much wanting me to grow as a dancer as well. And so I think uh, a period of transition and working with new people, it's always something that you don't know how it's going to go. And I, w- I was definitely very grateful for uh, the support because even, you know, when I was leaving the company, then we had uh, even just my production company, McKay Productions, we did a beautiful documentary about uh, Helgi Thompson's legacy and uh, promotional materials for the company. And it's, it's something that like, I want, I want American Ballet to grow and, and blossom and stuff. And I hope one day maybe I can come back and support that more, but I, I couldn't say no to an opportunity with Laurent because it's, yeah. it's a, it's been a dream of mine to work with him for a long time now. Yes, that it's going to be so exciting. I can't wait to watch and see that see that whole experience. And so, yeah. will you be moving to Munich soon, or what, what? When's that happening? Well, so one of the reasons why I really felt that this contract with uh, with the Bayer Staatsballet was something that would fit me really well and uh, kind of works works really well for the the future that I see me in in kind of my career at this point. Um, is that I, I was speaking with Laurent and I, I kind of asked him, you know, what, what is it like there at the company? You know, what, yep. uh, what is needed from me? What's the repertoire? You know, what's the pay? All of that. Yes. And he, he kind of basically told me, he was like, well, Julian, we want to have a place where uh, you can grow and, and dance and be happy. But also, I, I know that you have these other opportunities and things that you want to do. And I, I want to be able to let you go and do that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I, I ended up signing a contract that has basically unlimited guesting in it. So I can travel when I need to and perform when I want to, but that doesn't um, deduct from my pay at the theater, which yeah. is something that like as a dancer, especially the more, the more opportunities you get outside of a theater, it becomes really hard because you want to stay in one place and you want to dance those beautiful shows and grow the relationships and, you know, build yourself as an artist. But at the same time, I, I just like since living in Russia when I was young and stuff, I would always try and perform in the US or Europe so that my family could come and see me. Yes. And so as time has grown and stuff, I've uh, obviously wanted to balance that better and find a place that would support both those things. And so I'm really looking forward to that because I, I actually start uh, with my first show. Um, I, I think I can say this, but with my first show in, in Munich in November, it'll be the beginning of November. Oh, wow. Um, because before then I have um, other contracts that I signed already and things that I was doing um, that, uh, that I still, you know, I'm committed to and I want to make sure that I can finish those before, before I start. Of course. That's so exciting. And do you know what you will be performing? Uh, I think I'm supposed to do Romeo and Juliet, which oh should be gosh. cool. Is yeah, this yeah. So, your first time performing it or no? So I haven't danced uh, the Cranko version ever. So it's going to be oh, a very okay. new experience for me. Wow. Um, and 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. Well, one of the questions was from our audience was kind of similar to what you just said, but it was like, how do you find traveling so much, like doing your guest performances and things like this, as opposed to just being, you know, in the one spot, you prefer the aspect of traveling? Um, I would say it's, it's a balance. I, I really want to, uh, I want to establish a base where I can grow and dance, dance the ballets that I'm good at and, and yes. learn new ones and get better at them. Um, and the thing that like is, is exciting about the touring element is that you, you get to go to a new place and experience a, a different culture and work with people that maybe you didn't work with before. Yes. But for me, it's, it's been always something that I've tried, tried to balance. It, it started, uh, started quite young traveling a lot and yeah. uh, performing and balancing all this stuff. But yes. I, I think, as, as I've gotten older now, I really understand a little bit better how to, um, how to make sure that you do a good job everywhere yeah. and that you kind of have enough time in the preparation process as well. Um, and that's why even in, in Munich, I was very happy because the amount of shows that I have there will be probably, you know, maybe two, two a month. And that's uh, a pretty, I think, usual schedule for, for most principal dancers in Europe. But in, in comparison to what I was doing in Russia, I was kind of, I was dancing, you know, 10 to, to 15 times a month. So it's, oh my goodness. I think, yeah, I think because I had that experience when I was young, it was kind yes. of like so extreme yes. that, that yes. now I'm like, well, you know, two shows a month, maybe I can do another one somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, definitely. Definitely. And the performing, I find, you know, doing guesting galas and things is so much fun. Like it has like a whole new, you know, I think a little bit freer, you know, like you're performing sometimes for different audiences, as you said, which, you know, is always, yeah. always exciting. I recently went out to Australia. Actually, that was crazy. With Joe. Uh, I, I, so I went out actually with, um, to Sydney. Yes. And we were, we were working there with this uh, wonderful school, Tanya Terson's Belly Academy. Well, that's where I used and to I used to dance. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I danced there for like three years or something. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So basically I gave like master classes there. Um, they had the, the promoters out there, Gregor and Slava, they kind of organized the whole thing and McKay Productions, my production company was hired to do the media and we kind of uh, had a lot of fun. I mean, Australia is beautiful. And I was just like blown away at, you know, obviously, you know, this, but like the city vibe, you have like these cities and then like a wild bush turkey or these like crazy parrots. <laughs> like just I in the saw, middle of the city I saw on your Instagram you had all like the kangaroos like did you go to the yeah zoo? yeah the zoo? yes definitely the zoo is like the best real estate in town it, I was like these giraffes oh, have no, the best view it actually is though because it has the whole Sydney harbor oh my gosh it is it is amazing yeah yeah no I was blown away <laughs> yeah well I honestly wish I could have spent more time there how long did you spend we were there for about two weeks Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you were, I was going to say, if you were there like a week, you would have like just gotten over the jet lag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks, two weeks is really quite short for Australia, I think, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, Definitely the longest flight that I've been on so far today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's like 24 hours all up, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I was surprised because I, I flew, I started my journey here in Montana. Okay. Because after San Francisco, I kind of like moved all my stuff uh, to my storage oh, unit here. Your... And so I was kind of like, well, how do I get to Australia now? I'm guessing I have to fly through like LA or San Francisco. And I was, I was kind of uh, trying to figure out the easiest way. 
And I ended up just doing two flights, one that's a direct from Bozeman here to, to LA and then from LA to, to Sydney. So it was quite simple in terms of flights, but long time, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, do you have any goals for yourself for like the rest of the year? Or you, do you just kind of go with the flow? Do you plan out things? Are goals in terms of dancing or in terms of like other stuff? Uh, both, both. Are you, are you like a goal setter or are you someone that just goes with the flow? Um, I would say I think I have like more long-term goals. It's, right. it's hard for me to say, you know, next week I need to achieve this. Yes. It's more that I try and have like a, a longer term goal. I really, I'm looking forward to building a base in Munich and, and kind yeah, of growing exactly. as an artist there and, and stuff like that. That's, I think, a little more generic, but also I, I'm excited about the new adventure. I want to learn some German. Um, I haven't really worked in Europe since I was young with, uh, with Royal Ballet. And so I'm looking forward to being kind of closer to stuff a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, so um, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can you can travel around easier. It is. It yeah. Is, it's so nice being in Europe. It's amazing. Every. How have you How have you liked it in Paris? I love it. Everything's just so close. It's ridiculous. Like especially like like I was in London, but now it's like Paris is just two hours from London, and then you got Italy there, and then it's like. Amsterdam yeah. two-hour train it's ridiculous like so so close but yeah yeah and so my sister lives in Italy too so it's it's going to be like a, a nice because I'll get to see her more oh that's so nice you can do like weekend trips to like beautiful destinations yeah yeah oh my gosh that's going to be amazing now what do you feel you learned most about yourself this past year like a lot's happened what do you hmm. feel like you know was something you really took away from it? I, I would say just kind of the, the mentality of like step after step. Mm. Uh, a lot of times, uh, a lot of the times, I think a lot of, a lot of these goals are, you know, how do I get there? How do I do that? How do I figure it out? But often if you just take step after step, it, it gets, you get there and you kind of look back and you're surprised because you're like, well, how did that happen? Yes. And yeah. For me, that's been a lot of this this past year. I really, I've I've wanted to work um, with more people. I've wanted to explore more things, and it kind of has all fallen into place because I've just taken step after step to to get to that point. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite excited about the the different like range of projects that I have going on my own with the production company and the kind of uh, projects that we pursue there. But also then just my dancing career is. I, I really haven't dived into these like big dramatic ballets for a long time now with San Francisco. They're more kind of um, they're more, more neoclassical, but also shorter programs, lots of triple bills and less yeah. full length ballets. And that was a cool experience to have after Russia. Cause I definitely only did full lengths in Russia. Very rarely did a triple bill. Okay. Um, and so that was cool to kind of have that experience, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing um seeing how I'm able to grow and uh, and build more in the full-length ballets again oh that's amazing I, I love that as well like the step step after step I think that's such good advice because I always go back to that if like you know something happens then you're like oh my gosh how do I how do I even start like yeah let's just go back to okay what's the first thing I can do to, yeah. to start this it's so true now, I think the other thing too is like if you if you focus on really what you're good at, it becomes something that like you only specifically you are able to to show them. You know, if you yes. use your unique qualities and you you build 
uh, those skill sets. It becomes something that you uniquely have. Yes, so true. And you can, you can make it so fun, like a challenge in a way. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that advice. Now, I want to get onto your social media side as I'm a huge fan. I think everything <laughs> you do is so good. And it's so, it's so classy. It's, it's so stylish. I love it. No, um, thank you. <laughs> no, that's okay. You and your brother do such a good job. It's amazing. Super innovative as well. Now, I want to ask, uh, how do you feel, you know, bringing social media more into ballet is for the future? Because I remember when I was young, I was always, you know, doing Instagram and stuff as you were like, we started, you know, doing social media quite young. And I remember at the start, I used to get quite a bit of like hate from people, you know, saying, oh, don't, you know, ballet's ballet, don't be, you know, doing all this social media stuff. How do you feel, you know, obviously it's 2022 now. It's like, how do you feel the outlook is for social media and ballet? Well, I, I would say I had a, a funny thing happen. So I, you know, when I, when I kind of let, let people know that I'd be leaving San Francisco Ballet and this, this is kind of what happened with me and stuff, I, I wasn't really expecting uh, the kind of support that I got, but also I wasn't expecting directors to reach out on Instagram. I, I had kind of multiple directors from, from big companies, bigger than San Francisco Ballet even, reach out on Instagram and be like, hey, you know, like, what's up? You know, try and try and try and get in contact that way. And I think oh. that's definitely a big change uh, yes. from how it used to be, you know, emails or in person and, yeah. uh, you know, contacts and stuff like that. But nowadays, it really is true that if you put yourself out there and you try and kind of show who you are through through Instagram or other platforms, there's a lot of people that can see that. And I think nowadays it has, uh, you know, good sides and bad sides, the, the good sides, definitely the exposure and stuff like that. The bad side is definitely the amount of time that you need to maintain that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's where, for me, the production company comes in. And, um, a lot of the work that my brother does and the team that we have, they really are good at creating all that content. That's beautiful that, that I get to share, but I don't really have to do the work of, creating a lot of that all I have to do is do the kind of the steps for the dancing or make it to rehearsal so I still get to focus on uh kind of the dancing side of things yeah no I love it and when you are like say creating content or something do you ever like have an intention behind it of like who you want to you know promote this to in a way or like the audience you want this to be really reaching well, I think in general, my goal is to just try and reach a wider audience for ballet, because a lot of the times now, even even when I was young, I remember like people that I looked up to, like Angel Carella, David Hallberg, like really like, you know, superstars. And Bole is another one. I was like, who like, who nowadays are kind of sharing that type of content that, yeah. that is like available for everyone? And there's not that many people that are able to to kind of share that, but also then maintain that kind of level in, in the dance world because yeah. it's hard. It's, it's, it's a difficult, it's a full-time job for someone. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I try and really, I guess, target the market of people that are interested in dance and ballet, but don't know that much about like what exactly is a male ballet dancer. I feel yeah. like a lot of people, a lot of people know what a ballerina is or can tell you a few facts about that, but kind of male dancing side, you have to be, I think, quite educated to know Barishnikov and Nuriev and understand yeah. kind of the impact that they had on, on male dancing, but also the ballet world. Um, 
as I think the kind of general mainstream media knows what a ballerina is. Um, and I think male dancers aren't, aren't really yet at that point where it's, uh, especially in the US, I think in Europe, there's, you know, obviously more education around theaters and stuff. Yes, um, I agree. So. Yeah, it's so funny. So many people in Europe know about Roberto Ballet. Like he's huge. Yeah. Like every, that's true. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, you know Roberto Ballet?" I'm like, yes, <laughs> he's like one of the best male dancers. But it's yeah. funny. At, at the same time, I was also, I was also at a dinner the other night or or something, and someone said, "What? I didn't realize male dancers don't wear point shoes." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty often asked question, like, to be honest." Wow. Yeah, actually, it is. I was so surprised. <laughs> I mean, some do, but not really. No. I, uh, yeah, some roles, some roles, and some do. And I think there's you know there's companies for that as well too. Yeah. It, it's interesting to see how like even just for me. Uh, understanding a little bit more the kind of the place that dance comes from in the U.S. and kind of what um, what connection that has with people and how they how they associate that with things and I, I think that's why it's very inspiring for me to, to see what what Helgi Thompson the director of San Francisco Ballet now that that's leaving kind of what he did with the company um, with the documentary that my production company produced we got to just kind of dive into like his upbringing and kind of uh, his work with New York City Ballet and Balanchine and then really seeing how someone like brought into existence that vision that he had of this wonderful theater with all these artists and stuff from all over uh, in a place like San Francisco that, yeah. you know, had a, had a company before, but definitely wasn't at the same level that it is now. Oh. I think, I think that's a, a little bit what's different about the U S compared to Europe or Russia is that a lot of these theaters are not that old. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, impact that you really can see from one person or a couple people. Yeah. Um, as you know, the Bolshevik Theater has been around since our times and, you know, Royal Ballet, there's the Queen and everything. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little, just a little different. Yes, no, I completely agree. It's very exciting. Well, I have one last question for you. And that is what makes you feel most confident and comfortable in your skin? Hmm. I would, I see, it's funny because for me, I would say like a really good ballet class. Yeah. which is yeah, which usually would be the opposite you know for a lot of people if <laughs> if you're not good at something you know you're like well I don't feel comfortable right yeah, but yeah, for me it's yeah. it's it's so normal it's it's something that is uh it's been of my a part of my life for so long that when I get up and I don't stretch and I don't move I feel like uncomfortable yeah. even even if I'm totally fine and I have a great breakfast and start off my day I feel like you know something's off a little bit yeah, so it, it's yeah I think it's a uh, that, that's definitely it for me. Dancing and moving has, has always allowed me to feel comfortable in whatever situation, um, especially because when you go on stage, it's, uh, it can be a scary experience, especially if it's in a place where, you know, you don't feel supported or it's a new role or the costume's uncomfortable or you haven't rehearsed with your partner. You know, there's a lot of uh, things that go into that. And even though going on stage is terrifying, it's also really thrilling in a lot of ways. And I think that's why for me, I always feel the most comfortable and confident when I dance. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I agree with you as well. I think it definitely grounds me as well, doing class. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so, so much, Julian. I have had the best time talking to you. And I, I'm thank sure- Thank you for having me. I'm sure all of the audience loved it, answered all of their questions and more. So thank you so, so much. I'm so thrilled to speak to you. Thank you. I hope we can meet up in Paris.
Okay, guys, thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Julian is so amazing, and I'm so excited to see what's in store for the next couple of months. Now, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like our podcast, and check out our new products in store online. Thank you, guys, and lots of love, Audrey.